15th century Florence was the epitome of a renaissance city and home to some of the greatest philosophers, inventors and artists that have ever lived. A place full of new ideas, free thinking and beauty, and also home to two families with tremendous wealth and power, the Pazis and the Medicis. As well as lots of other people with difficult to pronounce names, please accept my apologies in advance. On Easter Sunday, the 26th of April, 1478, a group of conspirators from the Pazzi family decided it would really like to destroy the Medici family and would start by murdering its two leaders, Guilanio and Lorenzo. Of all the places for this vicious attack to take place, it was the beautiful Florentine Cathedral during High Mass that was chosen, and what followed was a bloodbath. Welcome to Medieval Madness. City-states During the 1470s, Florence was a republic. At that time, there were several independent city-states in Italy, such as the Kingdom of Naples, ruled over by the influential and feared monarch, King Ferrante. Then there were the Papal States, as the Pope was not just a religious figure as he is today, but he was also a ruler over what at times was a militant force that would seize territory whenever it saw fit. Because who would dare to argue with the official voice of God on Earth? Other independent kingdoms included Venice and Milan, ruled by Galazio Sforza, and smaller ones like Urbino that had to play clever diplomatic games to preserve their independence and not get pulled into the machinations. In the middle of all this political intrigue, a plot to assassinate the Medici and end their unofficial rule of Florence was being hatched. There were a couple of key players in Rome, which was the seat of papal power, namely Girolamo Riario, who was a courtesan there, and Francesco Salvatio Riario, another member of the noble Riario family, who would later become the Archbishop of Pisa, an appointment that the Medici family fiercely opposed. The Medici The Medici family began to accumulate their wealth and influence when they prospered from the textile trade. In the 15th century, they had enough capital to create the Medici Bank, which became the largest bank in Europe and allowed them to rise politically. Through three successive generations, from Cosimo to Piero to Lorenzo, they dominated the Florentine government. There, they created a climate where Renaissance art and humanism were able to thrive. Although they were not a noble family, they went on to produce two French queens and four popes, later lending money to the papacy and becoming de facto rulers and then Dukes of Florence. After all, it was the name of Lorenzo de Misi, known as the Magnificent, that stood out above his relatives. Gialiano was his father's second son and became co-ruler of Florence with his older brother Lorenzo. The pair had the best education money could buy and took part in hawking and jousts. In appearance, Lorenzo was thought to be quite plain when compared to his younger sibling, who was the sporting and handsome golden boy. Like their grandfather and father before them, Lorenzo and Gialiano were at the centre of the community and controlled Florence by using proxies in the city council, men that had been bought off with bribes and arranged marriages. Of course, this caused resentment with other Florentine families, the most significant of these being the Pazzi, who were almost responsible for the premature end to Lorenzo's power. The Conspiracy in contrast to the Medici family, the Pazzi family were of noble descent with an illustrious past. During the First Crusade, their founder was said to have been the first man to storm the walls at the Siege of Jerusalem in 1099. In 1464, Jacopo became head of the Pazzi merchant banking family. 
and it was at Jacopo's villas with his nephews Francesco de Pazzi, who managed the Pazzi Bank in Rome, Girolamo Riario, the Pope's protege, and Francesco Riario, the Archbishop of Pisa, as well as others, that the plot was hatched. The plan was to assassinate both Lorenzo and Gialliano, and then take over the Florentine government. Together, they went to Pope Sixtus to gain his support for the plot. Sixtus was quite sneaky with his backing, though. Officially, he made a statement in which he claimed that he could never sanction the killing of another human being because of his holy office. Unofficially, though, he made it perfectly clear that the papacy would benefit greatly if the Medici were eliminated from their powerful position in Florence. In fact, he went so far as to say that he would look favourably on anyone who got rid of them, telling the men to do what was necessary. Plan A was to poison the two eldest Medici brothers during a banquet on Saturday the 25th of April. This was to be held at the Medici's own villa, and it was to be Jacopo and Girolamo who would administer the fatal doses. But one of the conspirators suddenly became ill, so the idea was scrapped and the plotters moved on to Plan B, which would take place the following morning at Mass. The Pope Unlike the men of the Pazzi family, Francesco della Rovere was not born into wealth. As a young man, he joined the Franciscans, where his intelligence soon shone through as he studied theology and philosophy at the University of Pavia. In 1464, he was elected General of the Franciscan Order, and three years later, he became a Cardinal. Then, on the unexpected death of Paul II of Francesco, he was elected Pope in 1471 and given the name Sixtus IV. His character as a pious man was one of the deciding reasons for his appointment. However, his piety didn't stop him from being unduly biased towards the members of his own family. Determined to bolster his position, he began doling out both wealth and power to his nephews from the Rovere and Riario families. One of these nephews, Giovanni della Rovia, was made a Roman prefect even though he wasn't even a priest. Then to bolster his influence even further, his uncle arranged for him to be married into the family of Dukes of Urbino. Giovanni's cousin Girolamo Riario, who it was rumoured was the Pope's son rather than his nephew, also lacked any theological learning, but was still gifted in the town of Amola in Romagna. The idea was to form another papal state in that area, which lay right on the trade route between Venice and Florence. Lorenzo de' Medici had already made arrangements to buy the region from the Duke of Milan, Galazio Savorza, for 100,000 Florentine florins in May 1473 but the Duke sold it to Pope Sixtus instead for just 40,000 ducats, with a promise that Girolamo would marry his illegitimate daughter, Catherine Sforza. Ironically, the Duke expected this purchase to be financed by the Medici Bank. Unsurprisingly, Lorenzo refused the loan. Angry at this, Sixtus terminated the Medici family as the official bankers to the Papal Treasury, turning to other bankers for help. It was the Pazzi Bank that provided a considerable amount of the cost. Another cause of the conflict between Sixtus and Lorenzo revolved around the appointment of the Archbishop of Florence. After Pietro Riario died in 1474, leaving a vacancy for the job, Lorenzo was able to install his brother-in-law, Rinaldo Orenzi, to the position. But Francesco Salviati Riario wanted the post, and he was a friend of the Pazzi and a supporter of the Pope. The Hit it was a Sunday morning on the 26th of April, 1478, when the Medici family attended High Mass at the Duomo of Florence. Lorenzo and his co-ruler Giuliano were both there at the same time, which was unusual when they were attacked. Bernardo Bandini Baroncelli stabbed Giuliano in the chest. As he tried to escape, Francesco de Pazzi jumped on him and began knifing him repeatedly with his dagger. 
Francesco became so frenzied in his attack that he managed to stab himself in the leg. With 19 stab wounds and a sword injury to the head, Giuliano bled out and died on the floor of the cathedral. Lorenzo, however, had been attacked by two of Jacopo de Pazzi's men, and in drawing his sword, he was able to defend himself. With help from family and friends, he was able to retreat to the sacristy with just a small neck wound. Once there, the heavy doors were barred against the assassins, and later Lorenzo escaped to his home at the Medici Palace, where he was informed of his brother's death. The Aftermath Taking some of Jacopo Pazzi's men with him, Francesco Salviati Riario went to the Palazzo della Signoria in front of the Florentine Town Hall in an attempt to seize control, but the coup was not a success. The people of Florence did not rise up against the Medici as the Pazzi had hoped. Despite the pleas of Lorenzo for the people not to rush to judgement, more than 30 people were attacked and killed that day. Some were part of the conspiracy, others only caught up in the crossfire. Salviati Riario was taken captive along with Francesco de Pazzi, and they were hanged from the windows of Palazzo della Signoria. Between the 26th of April being the day of the attack and the middle of October, a total of 80 people were systemically hunted down and executed for playing a part in the plot. Lorenzo was able to save the life of Cardinal Raphael Riario, who, although another of the Pope's nephews, was probably an innocent in the matter, as well as two other Pazzi relations. Baroncelli was able to flee to Constantinople, but the Sultan Mehmed II had him arrested, and he was sent back to Florence, still in his Turkish attire. There in 1479, he was hanged from the window of Palazzo del Bargello for all to see. Jacopo escaped Florence and hid out in a village named Castagno, but he was recognised and sent back to the city. There he was tortured and hanged next to his nephew Francesco, who by that point must have been decomposing nicely. After being taken down and buried at the Santa Croce church, Jacopo was dug up and dragged through the city, before being propped up against the door at the Palazzo Pazzi. There his decaying head was used as a door knocker, before being thrown into the River Arno. It was eventually fished out by some children and hung on a willow tree. After being further battered and humiliated, it was thrown back into the river. The Pazzis found themselves banished from the city of Florence, and all of their property was confiscated. Their family name and coat of arms were permanently censored by order of the Florentine government. Every Pazzi had to adopt a new name. Even Guglielmo de Pazzi, who had married Lorenzo's own sister Bianca in 1460, was placed under house arrest. He was later banished from Florence. Eventually though, the sixth of their 16 children, Cosimo, became the Archbishop of Florence in 1508. By 1488, Girolamo Riario appeared to be the only conspirator left alive, but the man who had managed to escape the carnage that followed the attack on the two Medici brothers was himself about to become the victim of a conspiracy. Now the Count of Forli, a title gifted to him from his uncle Pope Sixtus, Girolamo was murdered by nine assassins and slashed to death because of a financial dispute, an outcome that Lorenzo de' Medici must surely have approved of. Thank you for watching this episode, I'll see you next week for another one. Cheers!